0: Chapter 19 of eight keys to Eden by Mark Clifton this LibriVox recording is in the public domain read by Dale Grothman This time the communication supervisor said with all the firmness he could muster this time there must not be any interference with Communications there just absolutely must not be Well, it wasn't my fault the operator retorted with an exasperation that blanketed prudent restraint you heard what e mcginnis said that they could identify e gray and the ship's crew and many of the colonists but that there was no sign of the ship that took them there if there wasn't any ship there couldn't be any communication it's not my fault i can't receive something that wasn't sent i know i know the supervisor said and then worried that he may have given the appearance of backing down commanded savagely just watch it that's all he chewed violently at his knuckle and glared at the operator just watch it the operator mumbled bitterly just watch it the man says and what will I watch if the message stops coming now 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 the supervisor nagged we'll have no insubordination if you please and upstairs this time more than Bill Hayes sector chief were monitoring the message. The top administrative brass of EHQ were assembled in their big, plush conference room used for arriving at major policy decisions that sometimes affected the whole course of man's progress and the direction in occupying the universe. They sat in worried silence as E. McGinnis reported the two messages he had received from Junior E. Gray. First, keep clear of me. I am maneuvering with difficulty. Then keep off. No mechanical science allowed in this coordinate system. They looked at one another under beetled brows. They wondered, at first privately and then openly, if that Junior E had blown his stack. They had looked at many a problem finally solved by the E's, but never before had such a ridiculous situation come up. And right at the time, too, when the civil government had decided to place a curb on EHQ's freedom of movement, its control over the experimental phases of planet development. The injunction to halt a Junior E from taking over the Eden problem fooled none of them. They knew that Gunderson wasn't concerned for those colonists out there, that he was merely using the public furor to advance his own personal power they knew that the police worked unremittingly unceasingly always and ever to bring each phase of human activity under their control they knew it was a centuries-old tactic to wait for the right situation to arise so that the lawmakers could be stampeded into passing some law which seemed to apply only to this given condition but in actuality broadened police powers over a wide area of man's action Yes there was far more at stake here than the fate of fifty colonists in a sense e h q itself was at stake the whole science of e was at stake and e mcginnis had played right into gunderson's hands it was he who had been the e influence in deciding to allow a junior to handle the problem in the first place it was he who was standing off from the planet not landing and taking over things as he should there was obviously no danger by his own report the people of Eden were in good health and from their apparent actions not even distressed. this message about no mechanical science being allowed for example did the junior mean the colonists wouldn't allow it must mean that what else could prevent it but when an E a real E, took charge in an experimental colony the colonists had nothing further to say about the matter true, when the five-year experimental period was over and the three-generation colonists took over the planet, then it came under more civil control, and EHQ largely withdrew with the provision that it could step back in at any time the problem seemed not to have been solved after all. But while under the five-year test, the E was the final word, or should be, the colonists knew it, the E knew it, or should know it, Obviously, then, it was a weakness on the part of the junior if he allowed the colonists to dictate that there would be no mechanical science, proof of his inability to handle the job. A perfect setup for Gunderson. They decided they were forced to take a strong hand with McGinnis. Ordinarily, the E was the final word, not only with the colonists, but with the administration at EHQ. But maybe there were times when he shouldn't be yes definitely they should take a hand after all gray was still a junior hardly more than a boy was it right for a mere boy to stop investigation by anyone except himself tell earth with all its power and might what to do definitely there was a time when an exception to general e policy should be made definitely this was that time if nothing else they must take a strong hand to prevent Gunderson from moving in with his police powers, protect the E-science from Gunderson, or at least salvage what they might. Their conference over, they asked for a connection with McGinnis. We assume you will land and take charge, E. McGinnis? The board chairman asked. Certainly not, McGinnis snapped back. An E has forbidden it well now the chairman argued and sweat began to come out on his forehead he's only a junior we have decided his judgment isn't mature enough for this problem i have every confidence in junior e gray mcginnis said acidly and every e in the system will back me it makes no difference what you have decided either the science of e means something or it doesn't either we have complete freedom to handle a problem or we don't let me remind you gentlemen this isn't the first time that laymen have decided the e is a fool and tried to take matters into their own hands do you want to repeat past disasters if we don't land a ship e mcginnis the chairman was all but pleading now gunderson's police will we feel we must land a ship to take a firm control over the situation public sentiment demands it policy demands it perhaps the whole future of e demands it a new voice cut into the communications hookup a feminine voice gentlemen she said this is linda gray i requested that i be cut in on any communications concerning my husband and e mcginnis made it an order before he left if another ship does land i must be on it i want to be with my husband i will not be landing on eden linda e mcginnis said firmly an e has forbidden it that is enough for any other e in the universe no other e will land your husband is all right he is in good health and apparently mentally sound at least sound enough to warn us against landing he must have a reason We don't know, yet, what it is. Now he has stopped communicating. We don't know why. He must have a reason for that, too. It's probably a sound reason. E-science has been drilled into him until it is part of his every mind cell, perhaps even every body cell. I assume he is not communicating because we can't help him, because communicating with us distracts him from solving the problem. If EHQ decides to send out a ship on its own and risk landing in an unknown coordinate system against the orders of two E's, which will become the combined orders of all E's in the universe, that is their decision. If you wish to be on it, that is your decision. I am cutting off now. It will be no accident that EHQ cannot connect with me. I am cutting out because I don't want to be distracted any further i'm trying to think the acid rebuff of the old e left the administrative board hanging in a vacuum of indecision frustration angry determination to do something anything they were caught between the intransigence of the e fraternity it was their duty to serve and from whom they should be able to expect help and the obvious determination of gunderson to use this incident as his means of regaining control over the e's and e h q for civil authority didn't the stupid e see the danger wasn't it the same danger that men of science had always faced the same mistake they had always made leaving out the human element in a problem the eternal blind spot in men of science the average man doesn't give a tinker's damn for progress or knowledge Not really. He wants only that he and his shall be ascended at the center of things, the inevitable, the only possible goal of the non-scientific mind. Surely the history of science versus non-science should have made this evident long ago. Surely there had been enough incidents in history. Very well. It was up to them to help the E in spite of himself if he refused to see the clear danger to his whole structure and their own ascended position at the center of it it was their clear duty to protect him nonetheless they would send out another ship a large one a floating laboratory a miniature e h q at least to be there on the scene to help in any way they could perhaps to counter the moves gunderson's police might make at least to stand by at least in the face of all this public clamor about eden to show their concern the chairman of the board rationalized it masterfully without once mentioning that their real concern was to remain ascended at the center of things at all costs and thereby maintain the tradition of all non-science endeavors gentlemen he said in summary WE HAVE A GRAVE RESPONSIBILITY, NOT ONLY TO THE E STRUCTURE, BUT TO ALL MANKIND AS WELL. IN EVERY SYSTEM, IN EVERY RULE, THERE MUST BE PROVISION FOR THE EXCEPTION. GRAY IS ONLY A JUNIOR E. HEREIN LIES THE WEAKNESS OF OUR POSITION. HEREIN LIES Gunderson's STRENGTH, HIS WEAPON FOR SWAYING THE SENTIMENT OF THE PEOPLE. A junior E is not mature enough to make the decisions affecting the life or death of 50 people. More than that, perhaps the future progress of mankind. May I point out, gentlemen, that in a showdown, if it should become necessary for us to land a ship to rescue those colonists, in spite of the junior E's demand that we stay clear of the planet, we will not be overriding the decision of an E. But of a boy who has not yet proven his capacity to merit an e we have to draw the line somewhere i am forced to agree with gunderson on that if we must honor the command of the junior e then why not an associate e why not the student e why not the apprentice student e why not any kid in the universe who thinks he is extra smart the line of demarcation, the point at which civil control over the individual gives way to immunity from civil control, has never been clearly drawn. We may regret that the issue has arisen at all, but it has arisen. Gunderson's purpose is clear. He intends to bring the E-structure back under civil control. We must salvage what we can. Perhaps if we concede his control over the juniors on down, we can maintain the immunity of the senior E. We must work to save at least that much. The floating laboratory, which might have to become a rescue ship, left six hours later. Linda was on it. End of chapter 19 of Eight Keys to Eden by Mark Clifton Read by Dale Grothman.